Welcome to the Art of the Dive. We are midweek, game week 23. We didn't record last week, so we've got a lot to talk about. I've got Jim here with me. Jim, what's going on, man? Ah, uh, not much. You know, getting by another great game week, living the dream. It's uh, actually not been a, a great game week, but um, but it is what it is. I can't. I guess you can't. You can't win them all, can you, baby? Is there ever a good game week? I mean, let's be honest. No, I know. We we do talk about that a lot. Like every week, even if you're ranked, let's say you're ranked like 500k game week or or better, which is generally really good, and it's going to be green arrows. Uh, you always play that game in your head, like, oh, if only so and so or so and so got benched or you know whatever, right? Yeah, there's always an alternative or something you were considering that you didn't do that you know you could have had more. There's always points left on the table. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. I, I completely agree. Although I will say that like last week, for example, for me almost it went the other way where almost everything went wrong and this week everything is going wrong i'm currently ranked 7.5 million now we're 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 in the middle of the united leeds game right now so there's there's a long way to go i understand that but uh, i don't have a return yet uh with one two three four five six seven eight players having played that's pretty rough in general but i think everyone that's around our rank uh probably in the top half million actually it's, it's kind of similar, wouldn't you say, with that? Yeah, I mean, so, like, I have a game week rank of 5.7 mil. It's like my OR dropped a little, but, like, I moved up in a bunch of leagues, too, which is interesting. That's funny. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of it's just kind of uh, annoying, though. You know, you want to have... When all these, these blanks and doubles begin to come, you want to... You want to believe that because you're kind of in tune with everything uh, that's going on. Uh, that you can right that you can take advantage of those things and and fly forward but it's not always the case it's kind of how it was last year too i i suffered more than i thrived uh, through a lot of the tough parts of the the season where there was a lot a lot of blinks and doubles and um meanwhile in the the parts of the season that were much more predictable and a lot easier i i did quite well um oh the uh the team news is out man city are you ready yeah what do we got Okay, uh, obviously, Ederson in goal. Walker, Diaz, Laporte, Rodrigo, De Bruyne, Goondoggy, Bernardo, Mares, Grealish, and Holland. Okay, interesting. Yeah. So, is it, is there, there's only, aren't there only three defenders in that yeah, group? Yeah, I was waiting for the left back there, and it just never came, so. Yeah, Walker, Diaz, Laporte, right? Aren't those the only three? Yeah, so they're playing like a three-back. He's not doing that like four-back that moves into a three-back in possession. He's just like, fuck it. I'm not hiding it anymore. It is what it is. Everyone knows it. Yeah. Three-back. Yeah, three. It's it's uh looks like it's probably some sort of three, two, four, one, which we've talked about with them. Yep. Yep. Now it's just on paper this time. So good for him yeah, for right. yeah. Yeah, finally figuring that out. Yeah. It's kind of like, hey, Pep, like, you're not tricking anyone. You know that, right? You know, like, like everybody sees that that's the shape that you're using. You don't need to keep putting out some sort of other yeah. player to try to throw people off. Yeah, exactly. So good for him. Maybe he'll become more predictable with his uh, uh, rotation. It seems like the attackers are starting to get nailed down. You know, he doesn't have any options anymore with Foden being hurt. So that's nice that, you know, we know Mars, Grealish, and Holland are going to start. Yeah, that's true. The real the real tactical thing that I think we should talk about is Ginger Pep. How about Ginger Pep? Am I right? Just the best. God, I'm so glad he's back. He's my favorite. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Daisha, uh, we we watched um, for those listening. Uh, Jim and Jake and I actually got together last weekend. It's the reason we didn't record a podcast. Um, and uh, we watched the the Arsenal and Everton game. Uh, Jake was so angry the entire time. It was awesome how mad he was. Um, and Jim and I, of course, absolutely loved it. Like it was so so fun to watch. Uh, mostly. Mostly Jake being angry, but also Ginger Pep and his masterclass. He's going to do one of those masterclass uh, segments again pretty soon. Yeah, that was great. I think Jake didn't say a word in the entire second half. He just shut down. He, he didn't. Were, yeah, actually, yeah. you're right. You, he didn't really speak. We were all sitting there having a good time together, and he just was completely like lip tight the whole time. Uh, it was fun. I, I did appreciate that. Yeah, um, and we had a blast. my statement, my statement at the time, I make very few statements. My statement was. Before the game started, I said, you know, I think this is probably going to be a tricky game, right? And Jake's like, Everton sucks. And yeah. I was like, well, you know, Sean, Sean Dyche back and, you know, all that stupid new manager bounce stuff. But also, like, you know, it's it's at home for Everton. And, you know, Dyche is just going to defend really hard and, and have his players work their ass off. That's, like, all they really do. And uh, and then I was saying that I thought, you know, I, I was like, you know, I think, I think things could get tricky for Arsenal here. And Jake's like, why? Like, they've got it. They've got the league. And uh, I just said, you know, I don't know, like kind of a young team and um, and and maybe they, a lot of players that haven't been in the situation before. And, and now they've got a couple tough matches in a row and uh, they've kind of had like a, they had for a while there, like a pretty easy run. And they still so they play City this next game week. And don't they still have to play them again? Yeah, I think so. I think they play them twice. So, uh, you, yeah, you mentioned it, there's a, there's a reschedule, right? One of the games was a reschedule, I think. Yeah, I think this one is this week, right? Yeah, and then they play them again later in the season, right? Uh, I could probably just pull it up. That'd probably be good. Yeah, game week 33 <laughs> they play. Yeah, so like that right there is huge swing points uh, uh, for the top of the table. I mean, we'll see, of course, like City, of course, have not been, they've not been good, right? That, and that's part of the problem. They, they haven't, like the start of the season, I think there was a streak in there where they averaged four point like six goals or 4.4 goals a game over a 10 game period. And and now they're just, they're not right. Like, which is a little, yeah, that's a little that's ridiculous, absurd. but yeah. now, now they're not doing that so much. And they're also conceding a lot more that the whole league actually, since uh, the return, yeah, it, this is like the most, the world Cup, there's been, it's been yeah, in a while. It's I'd been say. crazy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Cause it's like city's been dominating uh, for like four years. Right. And Liverpool competed for two years, right. One, one, and then lost the other. But then otherwise it's like, they, they've just been running away with it. But now it's like, man, you and Newcastle are kind of close to uh, the top teams. It's, it's nice that they're not just like rolling every game. Yeah, and you still have despite... So what's fun, I think, is despite um, like Chelsea and Spurs not having necessarily their best seasons, they're, they're, still, they're still competing. Um, and so you've got like a team like Chelsea who's down in ninth, Liverpool's in 10th, Brentford, Fulham, Brighton in six, seven, and eight. Uh, that's pretty cool, right? Like, yeah. there's just so much. I would say numbers one through, well, I don't know. Even like Villa right now is 28 points and Liverpool's on 29, right? But like the top 10 teams are all just beating the shit out of each other for the most part. Um, I mean, I will say obviously like Arsenal City a little bit further ahead, but like just the fact even that Man United has gone on such a long streak and then Newcastle's only three points behind. Tottenham only two points behind them. It's crazy. It's it's yeah, really so to tight. me. This is way more fun when the league's like this. Agreed, parody. But like, it's not nothing like happened to make this 
Like why? Why is it now? Is, is did City get nervous uh. about the financial regulation, so they just sold a couple of players, and then now they don't have the depth? Oh, that's a pretty good question. Yeah, why the parity? I wonder. Yeah, that's a that's actually a really good question. I haven't thought about that. I mean, obviously, I think the the fall off of Liverpool and Chelsea mean that it means that like teams like Brentford, Fulham, Brighton, you know, Spurs, Newcastle, United, who last year weren't at the top. Um, now are picking up some extra points, maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind, that's that's a really good question. Uh, yeah, that's why, that's why I bring I mean, me on the pod it, it's for the, a, the heavy hitting questions here. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's the same though. Even the bottom of the league. Okay, you've got um, number at fourteen. You have Forest. Thirteen is is Leicester. They're tied uh, with twenty four points, and then Wolves with twenty three, Leeds with twenty, West Ham with twenty, Everton eighteen, Bournemouth eighteen, Southampton fifteen. I mean. It's, and there's a lot to play for still. I don't know. It, it is a fun league this year just in terms of that. And, and it is really cool to see the teams like like Brighton and Fulham and Brentford make these big jumps. Uh, we knew Brighton was good last year, right? Uh, and the yeah. year before, actually. They were, the, they were the XG team the last two years, kind of. And now you're seeing that come, come to fruition. And Fulham, uh, you've seen a ton of investment uh, on their side. Brighton, you've actually seen a lot of... Uh, and, you know, kind of like like Moneyball, if you will, right? They've they've yeah. and Brentford too, right? Where they've bought and sold players, they've run really good businesses. So I don't I know. I know this the, is an FPL uh, pod, and we're just but we're excited yeah. about the league. It's been fun this year. I was looking at the wage bills, and it was like the team that has the lowest wage bill is like Brentford and then Brighton. Like what? That's that's just like great business, are, and that checks out, right? That they really, the they're, the, they're the lowest wage bill, I believe. So, wow, that I would not have expected that. What about right? net spend? Yeah, and that's spend, right? <laughs> so it's kind of cool when like, it, something like that matches the gut, where you can say like the two smartest teams are Brentford and Brighton. They have the two lowest wage bills, and they're doing very well. So I think wage bills might be like a good indicator of how smart a team is. But we'll see. I yeah, know. I don't know. Yeah, because you, you got to nego- – well, yeah, and how good you are at negotiating, right? I mean, I think that that's, that's like an important piece too. Um, and, and, and talent identification, <sighs> right? So that's, Rashford I mean, when you say smart, banged. when you say smart, those are the things you mean, right? Yeah, yeah. Finding players that are good that other people don't realize are good, right? So you can get them on a low wage because their value isn't very high, but, you, you know, your, your their actual value is, is much higher than the public perception. So that's the yeah. uh, the money ball thing you kind of talked about, right? That's how you, how you do good business. But Rashford just scored a goal right here. We're in the 80th minute, so this is... What that the sucks. fuck? What? I, oh, hey, for the record, can I just can I just get this out there that um, uh, the first or second pod of of this season, I I I very rarely get things right and I very rarely make statements. I said I thought Rashford like best value pick of the year. That was my pick, uh, and I I think just because like he was so low because he had had such a poor season the year before, and Man United had had kind of a, a rough right a rough season the year before too. Yeah, um, I remember so, talking about that oh, with man, you because he was he was saying he had like 180 points for like two seasons in a row, and then right, I think Ronaldo right. came and just like black holed everyone, destroyed all the FPL value, and then now that he's gone, you can see Bruno's back, Rashford's back. Like it's it, there's options or there's more points going around being spread out for the Man U team. Yeah, I think you're completely right. This this idea of Ronaldo black holing it. Because he really did. And everybody said, well, he's still, you know, he's at this age. He's still having such a good season. We talked about him many a time that he just, every time the ball goes in, it doesn't go out, right? He's going to take it and either turn the ball over or try to create a shot for himself. And 
you know, you've got a proper footballer in Rashford, like a, a guy that can can really can create on his own, but it moves the ball really well and gets on the end of things. And um, anyways, yeah, really cool. Uh, and, I mean, and- I, I everybody has him, so that's kind of the downer at this point. But, but Luke um, Shaw got the assist, which is good because me and you both benched him, so that's nice. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm fucking garbage at this game. It doesn't matter. Um, all right, so let's get into some actual FPL things. Uh, where where are you at right now with your game week? Um, I already kind of mentioned mine so far, but where where are you at right now? Yeah, I'm at 21 points. Only return is Saka. So not great. I have Darwin is going to have to save my game week. Otherwise, it's, you know, your standard Akanji, Holland, Odegaard, Saka, and Gabriel left. So that's not, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, not ideal. Uh, That's kind of my situation too. Although I do have my triple captain played on Holland right now. Um, I know that it's not, yeah, it's not like the best two fixtures, but I just kind of thought... You know, Villa uh, is is a good home fixture for City, and I hope that he can do some damage today. I know Arsenal away is going to be a tough fixture, and who knows exactly. I I know this is going to sound like a very Jake statement, but uh, when City play other big teams, like when they go against, like last year when they'd play Liverpool or, you know, when they play Arsenal or things like that, it, I know this is going to sound so stupid, but it's kind of all or nothing. Like the games either end up like 0-1 or they end up, you know, 3-3 three, three or something like that. And and it doesn't or, always feel like there's an in-between. Or it's so, like 1-1 one, one or like a 2-1. or <laughs> There could know. also be the result of 3-2. Once in a while, it's 1-1. One one. <laughs> Very insightful, Mark. I appreciate it. I put it together in my head and then I thought, God, this is going to sound stupid when I actually say it out loud. That was that was dumb. You just want to say all or nothing because you love the documentary. Yeah, that's true. I'm all I'm in on the docs. It's all I'm pro doc. I'm pro doc. Yeah, I can't Um, do it. It's too boring for me. I feel like nothing happens. God, that's fair. That's fair. Um, Okay, so kind of a a boring game week thus far. Who who are your Arsenal players right now that you have? Uh, Odegaard, Saka and Gabriel. Okay, so you really you have probably the three best Arsenal assets that you can have. Yeah, this isn't my first rodeo, as they say here in the states. Yeah, I have Niketia, Martinelli, and White, the three most potentially rotation-prone Arsenal mm. players. First, first rodeo for you, huh? Yeah, certainly. Uh, although Martinelli outscored uh, all of your players, so uh, Saka, suck it. Ah, fuck. Yeah, but he did. You yeah, should have no, said you really missed an opportunity there to say Saka it. You really oh, you missed it. Oh damn it! You really, yeah. You this is why I'm part of the B team. Yeah, your B team, no doubt about yeah, that. Okay, fair. and then uh, city players that you have remaining: uh, Kanji and Captain Holland. Okay, so you only have two. What was the thought process there? Uh, too much rotation. I didn't know who to go with. I was trying to think if I should go Mares or Matoma last week, and I decided yep. to go Matoma just because he's so cheap, he's so hot. I thought Mares would get. He's not like a long term option, where you know at the time there's still the option of having a double in 26 and 27. Now we know they have a double in 27, and Brighton's going to double in 29. So I'm doubling up on March and Matoma in the midfield i think most people should and i'm going to free hit in 28 to get around there and that's how i'm going to get five fixtures and three four or four game weeks so yeah so that i think is the yeah that's the thing to jump into right now yeah let's just i i think that that's a that's a good little segue there um 
obviously this now we, we call it it's the business end of the season right uh it's mm-hmm. the part where you you need to try to kind of figure out how to use the chips properly primary i mean the real big pieces are the triple captain matters but everybody knows that it's it's probably the least effective or like least swing chip out there you can basically get you know just a, a one return from your your triple captain and it just it won't really matter right unless your triple captain goes like absolutely crazy because in a game week like this almost everybody was captaining holland anyways and last week for example a bunch of people triple captain rashford and i just captained him so yeah it's a whatever a 20 point swing but it's not it's not ridiculous right whereas yeah. the bench boost the use of the wild card and the free hit if used properly it's almost it can be really challenging to even quantify how the free hit and the wild card affect your overall scores uh, because everybody plays them so differently um, but but they can they can lead to giant swings in rank so we're in 23 right now arsenal and city both with doubles uh we've got Blanks and doubles coming up in 25. We have doubles in 28 with or 27 with blanks in 28. And then not confirmed yet, but we we almost certainly will have doubles in 29. Um and and then it, it kind of goes forward to the end of the year with a couple more doubles coming up, I think in 34 and 37. So let's just chunk this out. I think that's the way to do it. Let's start with kind of working from now. So basically 24 to like 29 does that make sense yeah yeah i will yeah so f- you kind of like so, so yeah I, yeah tell me tell me it, where right? you're at tell me where you're at jim like what you're kind of thinking or how you're how you're thinking right now to manage it and then i'll give you my two cents yeah so i mean I, i'm looking at all the probabilities all the time seeing who's blanking and who's doubling where um and i'm Pretty locked in on free hitting in 28, just because Man U blanks, Spurs blanks, City blank. Like that's that's a big portion of my team. Brighton as well. Um, so that's you know that's at least five guys when you're looking at Kane, Holland, Rashford, Matoma, and March um, that I want to have in my team that I have a lot of value in that I I'm, I don't want to transfer out. Um, and then plus the doubles in 27. Um, that allows me to get the two Brighton guys, probably get Tony in as well for Brentford. And then those two teams will both double in 29 is what we're thinking um, it's looking like. So I think that's the way for me to maximize it. Dead end in 32, wildcard 33, bench boost 34. Yeah. So I initially, uh, like last week before they had announced these 27 doubles and then the potential for doubles in 29, I think you had said that you were thinking of wild carding in 29 or 30 mm-hmm. uh but then this this changes that quite a bit right the way it lays out and that i was just looking yep. at it the other day and that's i think i think that's the way i play my cards as well uh with my team i um i saw some people suggesting trying to dead end into 29 and then play out through 30 like wild card into 30 i think it's but i, I just dead I don't, end to 28 right so they can handle the blanks and then wild card 29 to get the right doubles. excuse yeah yeah you're right my, my fault yeah 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 that's exactly how yeah that's how they're kind of thinking but my issue is how do you na- if you go that direction how mm-hmm. would you navigate 32 i guess you have one two a couple free game hit. weeks but you have to free hit right yeah so then you'd have like so you'd four f- game weeks of transfers to get your doubles ready for 34 uh, I, and then you have 37 as well. You also have a bunch of doubles in. You kind of have to plan for that's that seems like a lot at the end of the season, in my opinion. What's 
are there arguments one way or the other do you think to to go in a certain direction like is it better obviously your opinion is that you're going to dead end into 32 wild card into 33 right mm-hmm, is there is there an argument though like play devil's advocate with yourself what would be the argument for going earlier going dead end in 28 wild card into 29 free hit in 32 um i mean i think you uh i don't know uh 32 free hit is an option like it it just depends who blanks like if chelsea if you have a lot of chelsea in your team um tottenham and you newcastle all 32 blanks right so that means you got to get rid of kane you got Trippier, you got Rashford. Like uh, that's how I'm looking at it. I have James and Keppa in my squad. Brighton also blanks in 32, so that means I have March and Matoma. I have like seven, eight guys blanking in 32. So that's gonna be and City. Oh man, yeah, 32 could be rocky for me. That's why I have to dead into it. Or <laughs> it. Oh shit, my plan sucks. <laughs> oh god, that's so. That's the thing is 28 and 32 is you're gonna be missing some heavy hitters in either. So you got a free hit in 28 or 32. And then dead in dead end right. into one or the other, and then I, I can see either way. But I just like wild carding in thirty three, so I know my thirty four is good to go. Because if we do twenty nine, then you know you only have a couple transfers to make sure you're good to go for your bench boost. You also have to carry a deep bench throughout the season. Then, um, so that's kind of my thoughts on yeah. It. My so initially when I looked at it, the reason I thought I could. Uh, I don't know. There, I, I almost initially. I know this sounds stupid, but I, for a moment, thought I could get. I could get through twenty eight without anything, like without a free hit or a or a dead end, because I have. Uh, so Chelsea's playing. Um, so that's I have one player. I have Riza Blaga. Uh, Arsenal's playing. So that's three players. Newcastle's playing. I have three players. So I've already got seven. Mm-hmm. going into that game and seven good players right it's yeah. not like they're shit they're not shit players i have seven it's not like you know how it is sometimes you're like oh i have seven players but like two of them aren't playing or one of them's you know coming off the bench or whatever right mm-hmm. so i think i have seven pretty good players is there any argument to be made to try to navigate 28 let's say i could get out with a hit or two let's say i could get out nine or ten yeah. Okay. I think I think you definitely can, right? I think you can make it work for sure. Like I think Liverpool might play if you have anyone on them. I think Fulham might get a game in if you have like Andreas. So I mean, you can. You, I think you can definitely get to ten or eleven. I just think we have these chips for a reason, um, and I think this is. It's got to be twenty eight or thirty two for your free hit. I don't. I don't think it makes sense to do anything else besides that. Sorry. I know I keep going back to it, but it's just a lot to think through. Yeah, so the the only reason this is the only reason I throw it out there, okay? If let's say I can get through 28 without free hitting. The okay. issue for me is actually 29. That's my concern. Is I don't really have players. So L- Liverpool, the teams that are likely to double in 29 are mm-hmm. Liverpool, Brighton, Brentford, Leeds, Leicester, West Ham, Newcastle and Man United, okay? I have Newcastle players. Mm-hmm. I have Man United players. Uh, I don't have any players from any of those other teams. So, and I'm going to dump. For the record, I'm going to dump the Man United players right now because uh, they blank in 25, and I want to try to move some of those players to, like, for example, maybe Liverpool players who will have a double in 25. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think you're 
your transfers in 26 and 27 are going to be important, right? Because Brighton and Brentford, they both double in 27, and then they'll both double in 29. So, I mean, are you going to do anything with that? Like, are you going to keep ignoring the Brighton guys who are super cheap and just can't stop scoring? No, I know. That's that's the question. Like, I feel like I would do that, I don't know, in 26 or 27, but then I get what you're saying. Then the issue becomes you're using your transfers that you would need for 28 to make sure you get enough guys out on your players in 27, 29. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So then by free hitting 28, yeah. it allows me to get a lot of guys for the doubles in 27, a lot of doubles for 29, and then that's that's just one chip that allows me to get through this, this double blank double uh, that we got coming up. Yeah. Okay. I like, no, I, I just, I'm just talking through it, right? Talking yeah. through it out loud. Yeah, that's good. Um, I definitely, then, I think you're, I think you're a hundred percent right. It, I, I, I'm just trying to play devil's advocate to see, is there a, a better way to navigate it? Because I, I don't know. Yeah, Sometimes people will say this and I hear people say this, like there's not a right way to do it. And I always want to be like, that's disagree. fucking stupid. Like that's yeah. such a dumb thing to say. Like, yes, there is a right way to do it. Because, mm-hmm. and then a lot of people will say things like, well, you know, we don't know what's happening in 30 and 31. We don't know the official doubles in 29 yet. So you can't really know. You're kind of, so I, I understand what you're trying to say, but but it wouldn't you agree? It's really just about trying to play the odds and play probability with all this stuff at yeah, the end of the it's, year. It's always expected value. That's why FPL Review is so successful is because they, they say there is a right choice, right? Like they have an opinion. Right. So and there is with the chips, there is a right strategy, and just because it didn't, doesn't work out, um, that doesn't mean it's the wrong decision. Like this is one sample size for this strategy. So even if you make the right choice, you could have the worst outcome still, which is a, a good cop out for saying analytics is always right no matter what. Right, <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah, analytics never wrong. Uh, no, I, I, yeah, I guess I'm just. For me, I'm still trying to figure out exactly how to manage it. I probably need to sit down. This is the time of the year where. Uh, we talk about it every year. I think everyone is getting a little burned out with FPL. Uh, and so it's very easy to be like, oh, I'm just going to make my transfers the day before. But this is also the time of the year where you're going to make the biggest gains if you can get some things right. It's also finally the time of the year that regardless of all the planning you do, it can fall apart, right? And just not, and things cannot work. But that, I think that's just kind of, that's the fun of this part of the year. Uh, be, because it is, it feels a little random, but but also there's this structure to to chip strategy and to maximizing players and opportunities for your guys to play. Yeah, I think it's fun because you have to start thinking now like ten game weeks ahead. Like you can't just like go into each week and be like, oh, who's hot right now? Let me pick them up. You have to be like, well, they're blanking here, doubling here. I mean, I have I have all my transfers planned out for the next five game weeks, right? And I have two different plans depending on who's playing well and who's like not playing well. So, I mean, it's that's why it's fun for me. Is I can sit down for a while and do some tinkering and uh, kind of do as much as I want, right? If I want to spend more time doing it, I can because there's, there's more things to consider. You're really taking this year seriously, huh? Um, I kind of always plan. It's kind of like my, like after a rough day of work, I just like sit on the couch on the balcony and then I just like tinker around with things and it's like how I relax. So that's, it's never stressful. I feel never, I just don't take it seriously, like where it affects my mental health at all, but I, I do put a lot of time into it. So that's kind of different mm-hmm. than Jake, maybe the opposite, some would say. Well, I'll admit, I'll admit for me, uh, it's not fun. I've never thought it's fun. I've never, even in the years I've had really good years, I've never been like, this is fun to plan. I, I always feel like it's work. 
Like oh, I, I have to set. I'm not joking. That's I sometimes have to. This is. I know this is going to sound game? ridiculous, but I sometimes have to set aside time on my calendar, like on my work calendar, to do my FPL stuff. Isn't that ridiculous? It's like, oh, I have, I have a work meeting here. I'm meeting with a recruit. Right. I got a half hour to yep. schedule my fantasy transfers. I got another half hour with a recruit. That's kind of how you structure your days. Yeah. Yeah, it's so fucking dumb. But it's like the only way I, 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 well, that's how I am with everything. So, for example, a buddy of mine texted me uh, uh, yesterday, or yesterday, the day before, and he was like, hey, what time are you done with work? And I said, well, I've got openings. You know, I'm, <laughs> that's how I respond. I've got openings at like this time what and this because I work, you know, I just work like the whole day a lot of the times. And he said, well, yeah, do you want to yeah, get beers? Yeah, yeah. Uh, just like a quick beer. And I responded, my response was, yeah, I'll add it to my calendar now. Like, <laughs> you know, like that's just how I am with everything. Wow, you just that's just the douchiest thing you can say. Like, oh yeah, talk know, to my assistant, schedule some time with me. <laughs> I'm I'm a big deal now. I won coach of the year, so you know, you gotta you gotta plan uh, weeks in advance if you wanna hang out with me. Oh, it's just it's how it is. It's just how it I, it's just how I am. I, I'll even put stuff like if my wife and I are gonna do stuff, it'll go on to my calendar. But the problem with me is then everything feels like it's a job. You know, everything feels structured and like like I have to do it. And so I guess yeah. what I'm trying to say is at this point of the year, uh, I and normally you you made your example had me sitting down for a half an hour. I need at least an hour window to actually take <laughs> this seriously and like look at it because I often I often shut myself away from it for so long and then I need to get caught up. I'll be like, oh shit, like this team and this team have a double in 29 and this team's blanking in 28. I had no idea. Like this is actually the first time I've seriously looked at this probably for like three weeks man yeah uh just get rid of your hobbies i guess i don't know like get get some free yeah, I don't, time that's the problem i don't i was just my wife was just giving me a hard time she's like you don't really have hobbies you don't do anything I'm like yeah i yeah. just work there you go know, that's sit my on hobby. your phone in complete silence for an hour every single day it's like meditation except you're actually doing something yeah that's a good way to look at it okay do you share okay. your, do you share your calendar with anyone or is it just Do you I share a calendar? Yeah, like can I you can I get access to your calendar so I can be like, oh, let me put on some time to podcast here or, or something like that. I know Jake has a calendar too, so if, maybe if you guys shared your calendars, I can look at it and find an opening for us to podcast instead of us just texting each other for like an hour. All right, I can share my calendar with you. I don't care. You can, nice. you can, can I put you can random see things it. You want to see it? the calendar? You can see the calendar. You're gonna see. It. You're gonna like open it up and be like, that guy's fucking lying. He doesn't have yeah, one thing scheduled. What is he even doing? <laughs> Yeah. He doesn't do 8 anything. To Eight AM, he's clear. There's nothing here. What is the guy doing? <laughs> I had like the day from calendar day from hell on uh, on Thursday. I had I think twelve or thirteen scheduled calls throughout the day. It was so nice. much. It was so annoying. Just and some acts like because of the time differences, like some had to overlap with. So I'd have to like speed calls up to get other calls in. It was yeah. so so annoying. It's whatever. All right. Anyways, enough about my calendar and my sad, sad social life. Uh, yeah. What else is there to discuss? Um, I mean, I think, okay, I think we've gone through the, the blank double chip strategy stuff for now. That I, I do believe that's going that's going to be like a, a topic for the next every week, basically, the rest of the year, right? We'll have to talk about yep. it. Um, oh, yeah. Any other things? Like I just said that I have a bunch of transfers planned. Do you know what you're doing next week? Uh, I want to hold going into 24. I am also holding next week. So that's exciting for us. Yeah, I it just I think it makes the most sense with 
the 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 doubles in twenty five, double blanks in twenty five, um, and then trying to kind of evaluate what I want to do going into twenty seven, twenty nine. So. Um, I do think I'm going to target Liverpool players. I, I know they've been garbage. They actually have one of the worst defenses. Um, not the worst, but like over the last yeah. six game weeks, I think they're kind, they're middle of the pack for expected goals conceded. But what, what is interesting, I, I kind of was talking about this before, but in terms of expected goals conceded, there's a lot of teams that are... Like, there's very few teams that are performing really well in terms of expected goals conceded. Uh, like, Newcastle, City, um, actually, Nottingham Forest has been really good, and Brentford have, have been pretty good. But then, like, most of the rest of the league is all kind of the same. Like, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 expected goals conceded over the last six game weeks. Liverpool falls into that category. Are you going to be targeting Liverpool players going into 25? Uh, so I still have Darwin. I had him since the restart. Um, that's been fun, but I mean, at this point, I'm invested. So he's he's got to stick in the team uh, for at least 25, and then he might become Tony. Not sure on that. But then I, I was also thinking about Trent, just because he still has good attacking numbers. Because I I do need to bring someone in for 25 um, for Shaw, but like I'm not going Wolves or Everton because that would be dumb because they suck. Um, I have triple arsenal, so it. I feel like it has to be Trent. I also have three and a half in the bank because I just don't know what to do with it because it's been that yeah. type of year. So, yeah, it sucks, but I think we have to do it, and I don't really know who to go with. It sounds like Jota's back in training. Um, Gakpo's been ter- like not a fantasy asset at all. So, at all. Nothing. Um, yeah, I don't know what to go with on that team. Their defense sucks. Their offense is Sala, who I'm not paying that much for. Darwin's not worth that much money. Who are you thinking? Well, I can get to Sala really easily with KDB. Uh, and that was actually one of the reasons I had KDB in the team, in my team was that I was like, if I knew that Liverpool are going, we're going to have a double at some point. And I just thought, especially with how poor Sala has been, uh, that, and I know that sounds stupid that like, Hey, there's this really shitty player that I can bring in. But the idea was kind of just, maybe it could be a really interesting time in the season to have a huge differential, mm-hmm. uh, in him. Captain. So do it. Yeah. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. Yeah. That's like kind of the, that would kind of be the plan, but he, yeah, he's been, um, I mean, Liverpool's been bad, right? Yeah, uh, but he he's awful. been he's been pretty bad as well. I will say this though, he's um like over the last six game weeks, he's had an XGI of one point nine seven, uh, but he has zero returns. I think that's right. Yeah, yeah. non penalty. Um, yeah, so the underperformance is insane for Liverpool. They are what is this yeah. XG? They're five and a half under. Like that's outrageous. They'll get some goals here. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. So uh, that was one thing I was looking at. He just fell in price too, which is kind of convenient. Um, and then, yeah, I think it depends then a little bit. Like, uh, you know, against, going against Crystal Palace and Wolves, uh, I could see maybe going like a Robertson or Trent. I would like to get Darwin, but I think my only route to get him would be dropping Kane to do that. It um, seems like... And I don't know. Yeah. 
I was just gonna say it seems like know. you're you have like a lot of like options or players you're thinking about bringing in. Um, is that like you are you making both your transfers in twenty five or are you gonna save one for twenty six so you can bring in like a Brighton Brentford type of player? No, I think the move would be uh, hold twenty four, probably two transfers in twenty five. So I'd have I'd have three Arsenal players, hopefully three liver or excuse me, I'd probably make I'd probably take a hit in twenty five. Have three Liverpool players, three Arsenal players. Hold in 26. Probably take a hit again in 27. Uh, bringing in a couple um, like Brighton players and a Brentford. Regular and Jake then, over there. Like, Jeez. Say again? Regular Jake over there just taking hits left and right. Well, I think this is like the time that you can do it, you know? But like, why don't you... I, I think you can like plan around it not to take hits. Why? Well, like City played Bournemouth, so is Salah that much better? Like than, like you know, four points plus KDB against Bournemouth or Liverpool against you know a struggling Liverpool with Crystal Palace and Wolves. I think I like Salah. Okay, I prefer Salah there. That's fair, but pretty then, significantly actually. Yeah, really. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Especially as especially as a captain, especially as a captain option. Oh, that's yeah. what I really like there. Yeah. So that's who fair. that would be my argument is like I guess you could captain you could captain an Arsenal asset for sure, right? If you have Odegaard, which mm-hmm. you do, you could mm-hmm. captain an Arsenal asset, and that's probably a really good pick. I don't have Odegaard, and I don't know if I want to spend a transfer on. You know that sideways, like going Martinelli yeah. to Odegaard. Maybe I should and just be done with it. Um, but yeah, as a as a captain asset, I like Salah a lot there. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't know what I'm going to do in that week. That's a good call. Michael Darwin, Michael Holland, Michael Odegaard. Who knows? Yeah, I would. I would do if I'm you. I would look at. I would either do Darwin or Odegaard. That's what I would do. Yeah, you love doubles. I I don't care about doubles as much. I think a good player is just as valuable as a bad player with a double. I think that's a dumb statement. Uh, okay, that's fine. I mean, I I don't know. That's. I mean, think about it. Like, just think about so so. Let's say so. What you you can captain Holland, which I think is a it's a fine fine. You go with Holland. That's great. But like Odegaard is going to play both matches, so. Right. You get you have four points right away with no returns. He has four points, which is the same as Holland scoring a goal. Okay, and then also plus his minutes. He's playing Bournemouth, so he's going to score like a fuck ton of goals. I don't know. Like, I, I that that seems appealing to me. Let's see what FBI okay, review go with says. It then. Yeah, I'm go not, with it. I'm not no, going go with Holland. It. Go okay, with okay. it. I will. No, do it. Do it. No, you're yeah. Do it. You know do the it. purpose go of this it. pod is to give terrible advice, and you keep ruining my <laughs> terrible advice. So uh, clean it up, bud. <laughs> <laughs> my bad sorry there you go all right apology accepted moving on all right um anyway so that's kind of what my thoughts are i don't know exactly yet. I, I i like i said jim i really this is the first time i've looked at this in three weeks so my advice is great um it's a little bit raw it's kind of funny actually because i think you're you're much more planned out than i am I'm, i've planned almost nothing so it's probably good to hear both sides of of the table here you know yeah, both some, sides of the coin some if you will. terrible advice and some good advice i agree i agree yeah, who knows which one is which? Yeah, that's, that's the also true. Also true. You yeah, can really decipher that right there. All right. Um, not much more to chat about. Uh, Jesse Marsh got fired. Kind of a downer for us Americans, right? Yeah, Southampton just fired their coach this morning, so that's fun. Yep. Uh, that was the issue, I'd say. You know, it wasn't 
their first coach or their second manager here. The third one, that's what's <laughs> going to make them good. That was what they were missing. Yeah, it's it's absolutely comical the way. I mean, I think a lot of it is owners are really trying to deflect. They want to deflect the the fans getting mad at them, right? At the owners. So they they've they ax these managers to make it look as though, hey, you know, well this guy wasn't doing what he was supposed to be doing. That's why we're losing. Yeah. Uh it's not it's not the way we run the club. It has nothing to do with that. It's this manager who sucks, right? Yeah. I uh, and so that's kind of a, it's funny. The whole thing is. I think managers like impacts are like overstated, both positively and negatively, like just how much value they add. But then Sean Dyche comes in in one week and just like completely transforms the side and gets yeah. a result. But I think right. the difference is, the difference is you're talking about a once in a lifetime manager of mm-hmm. all time. That's true. right. Uh, there, there's maybe a few managers out there yeah. that, that are, are that level are special and Dyche mm-hmm. obviously is one of them arguably mm-hmm. the best manager of our of our generation yeah. or of our lifetime Sean Dyche so, Serena who else yeah yeah nailed it yeah top two I'd uh, say no it's it's um yeah it, it's just funny uh, and, and I do I loved all we haven't really talked about it much but I love all of the English fans how happy they were that Marsh was fired which is really it's just like kind of standard uh, like like English nationalism that is constantly going on. Like, oh, he's the most Ted Lasso coach of all time. Fun fact, he's like one of the least Ted Lasso coaches of all time. I don't know if anybody knows about uh, how he coaches and uh, the analytical tools that they use to make the decisions that they do tactically and in terms of player selection. They're probably, he's probably less, less like, um, you know Ted Lassoe than than most coaches in the league. Yeah, but all it takes is like one quote where he's just like, "The goals in the center go to the center," and everyone's like, "Oh, what a dumbass!" And then Sean Dyche is like, <laughs> "Yeah, that's soccer. You defend the middle," and everyone's like, "He's a genius." Yeah, right, he's right. So good. Yeah, and nobody, but nobody bats an eye at Dyche saying that, right? Yeah. They're just like, "Oh, he's actually, like a hard nosed defensive coach." Yeah, right. And, who said it? And actually, like, it's so. just like if you showed somebody a map of. Uh, the value, and you and I have talked about this. If, if you show somebody a map of the value of passes, uh, that the highest value goal production passes are vertical passes in the middle of the field. Yeah. Uh, and so you have to have players in those areas, and you have to complete passes in those areas in order to score goals. It's yeah, really it's like that that's, simple. That's so that's so complicated to say it that way. So it's a lot easier to say like keep the ball in the middle, and then everyone's like, "Oh, he's too simplified it because he's a moron." It's, it's, that's, it's like coaching is like you want to make advanced things simple, but if you make it too simple, then people think you're an idiot. So it's it's no a good that balance that is there. actually true, and I'll 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 admit that even even I experience that as a coach. I'm sure you that do. The, the yeah, it, super advanced. Yeah, if stuff, you say you're so smart. No, well, I'm yeah, just yeah. saying. No, no, I get the opposite. I mean, I mean the opposite. Uh-huh. That when when I try to simplify things. And make them sound really easy that sometimes your athletes, your players, they they almost are non-responsive to it. They want it to sound more complicated than it actually is. But the best, I really believe the best coaches are really good at taking complex ideas and laying them out so that people can really simply understand them. And so like that's why Marsh said that, right? He was just like yeah. the goals in the middle, it's it's better to play like passes down the middle of the field because you can you can create more shooting opportunities if you do that and they're like oh he doesn't know what he's doing yeah <laughs> uh, 
that's fine. It is what it is. It's always it's something us yeah. Americans face all the time. You know, we never have it easy. Yeah, it is true. It's uh, we it's hard for us. It's much harder for us than yes, other people. Us in white this world. male Americans, we have it very tough. <laughs> but you know, we we persevere. Yeah. We certainly do. We certainly do. Okay, well, that's probably a great way to end the pod. Ah. Um, <laughs> that was fun. City game starts in 15 minutes, so I'm going to uh, we're going to end this pod because I got to change and jump on the bike and do a little city watch. Uh, uh, I got to cheer for Holland. Need that is, triple captain. What is going to be a good game for Holland for you? Like, what would you be happy with if he scores one goal and gets like one bonus point? Is that are you happy with that? Uh I so my concern is just away to arsenal that the game's going to be hard for him and not that he can't score he can always score right but with the way city's been playing it's been a little down i think for me yeah i I think if he got if he got a return if he got a goal played the enough to get two points and got three bonus i would be happy yeah i think that makes sense. so eight eight points if he got eight points to this week uh, then I would be pretty happy with it because then even if he just gets two points for playing next week, like fine, it wasn't perfect, but it was enough. Yeah, when you compare um, it, like so, Rashford got twenty, and then Holland got eight in the other two competitive triple captain weeks. So I mean, I think if you beat eight, you're fine. And the numbers always say that triple captains worth eight points. So as long as he gets one goal, I think over these two games, you that's you should be happy with right. that. But I know you always you know you always want uh, more, right? You want a hat trick. No, no, no. Of course. Of course. Yeah. I mean, because that's like the the stuff dreams are made of, right? Where you yeah. screenshot that shit and you save it on your phone. Like, oh, remember when I had Aguero yeah. and he had 97 points or whatever, yeah. right? Doesn't like, Andy Martin do that it, like every it's year? Not, yeah. Yeah. It's not, even if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen and it, it is what it is. But but that's what I would obviously hope for. I think everybody does, but mm-hmm. I'm just trying to be realistic. Like you said, if if I get a goal... Uh, if he plays both matches, he gets a goal and he gets three bonus between the two matches. Great, great. Like that was that was a good that Nailed was a it. fine return. We yep. we survived. Uh, you know the the use of the chip. So yeah, if you haven't played your triple captain yet, you're probably kind of in danger at this point. I don't know when you would play it. Yeah. Uh. Well, I guess you could play in twenty nine, right? For um, I mean, I think so. City play Liverpool, so you're not gonna play it on Holland, right? But. You played on Salah. Liverpool sucks. Liverpool sucks. But you said you played twenty nine, thirty four, thirty seven. Still, you're taking a hit to get triple Liverpool, though. True. Ah, True. how the turntables. Okay, this has been fun. Uh, let's get out of here. I'm Marco, and I'm Jim. And remember, you should dive.